Yeah. And so I think that was, that was a experience that was just so profoundly impactful for both of us and really kind of opened that door to, okay, there is more out here than just what science can explain. And there's, there's something really real here in the way that energy works in our universe. And because that's been something that we both remember so profoundly and has resonated with us, even to this day, as we just said, we, we still think about her and we still see the number 23. And we just thought it would be funny to explore other kind of spooky or spiritual aspects now that we're adults and have learned so much since that day. This is Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks, where a spirit board conversation sparked our spiritual evolution. I'm Shale. And I'm Cheyenne. And each week we explore a world where there is much more than meets the eye. So pour yourself a drink and join us as we cheers to a witch in good time. So what are you drinking today, Cheyenne? I made a strawberry pineapple margarita with frozen strawberries, frozen pineapples, a little splash of orange juice because I don't love tequila, (laughs) (laughs) which is misleading, but we'll explain it later. Um, with a little bit of fresh lime and some coconut extract. And it's divine, actually. This is already such a reflection of the two of us because (laughs) I literally went to the store and didn't even know that I bought an all-in-one mix until I got home and went to pour it in the blender and realized (laughs) it was an all-in-one mix because it smelled super alcoholy. Alcoholy, Uh. that's the word. (laughs) That's amazing. But that just goes to show that I took the very easy way out by just mixing ice and margarita mix and called it good. But mine is a divine grapefruit margarita out of a wine glass with some salt on the rim. Right. So that is a shale recipe there for you. (laughs) You never have to convince me that simple is better. Sometimes you just need a mix that's ready to go without any like bells and whistles that's the theme of the day we just need a non-bells and whistles recipe that'll be up on the patreon (laughs) yes non-bells and whistles and also the extra put all the weird fruit you have in your freezer recipe yeah the recipe will just be go to the liquor store and find an all-in-one add ice (laughs) you're done (laughs) we're really good at cocktails that's definitely why you guys are tuning in is to listen to our really detailed cocktail Oh, yeah. I'm sure everybody's learning something as we speak. Yes. Okay. So why are we here? What are we doing? Yeah. What's going on? Like we made pod or we made podcasts. We made margaritas. And we're starting a podcast. And we're starting a podcast, which is crazy. This podcast has been in the making for a couple of months now. Yeah. Do you want to, should we go into the story about how we can, can kind of came to this? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, it's not like a garage store or not garage store, (laughs) not like a garage business in the making that just turned into Amazon story by any means. But uh, you and I, we do the thing called voice message on Instagram on the daily. Yes. Right. And uh, yeah. And so we were always talking about how we always want to have a project together because we both have things that we have in common and, found each other along the way and and oh we should probably tell people how long have we been friends my god how long have we been friends we graduated high school nine years ago 
Was it nine years ago already? Wow. Was it? I'm like, what year is it? Don't ask me to do math on the fly, people. <laughs> yes, yes, 2011. So <laughs> nine, nine years ago. <laughs> You're not here for my math skills either. Um, yeah, we graduated high school in 2011, but we actually met freshman year of high school, which was 2008. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we've been friends for a long time. Over we a decade of friendship. On the block. Sorry, what? So we were both the new kids on the block. Oh, yes, we were. We met in Mr. Steele's English class. I'm pretty sure it's the first class we had together. <laughs> I think it's so. It's also the first class we got detention in. The first, the first and only. And only. <laughs> yes. Um, shout out to Clay Puglisi. It was not our fault. <laughs> um, and we just kind of hit it off. We both have very similar backstories as far as what our parents did for work. We're, you know, both military kids on half the side, the other half works for the Forest Service. Um, so we kind of bonded instantly over those just really funny and common things. And then we found out we actually really enjoyed each other's company too. So it was a great um, blessing in disguise, I think. It was, yeah. Well, yeah. And so then uh, we've been, I, I don't know, we, we had a few years where we uh, went our separate ways in college. Um, we both went to schools that were hours and hours away from each other, um, in different States even. Um, and then both happened to move to Colorado around the same time and reconnected. And the rest is really history. We've been talking almost every day since then, I would say. Yeah. We kind of fell back into it really quickly. And then we both kind of realized that we were like a little in the broom closet, witchy, Mm -hmm. And once we, once that clicked for us, it was like the floodgates were open and all of it came rushing back. Yes. Yes. And so that is a good segue because that's kind of what led to this project is us both being, or feeling, I guess, pressure. I think when you are starting a spiritual community or a <laughs> spiritual journey, <laughs> we want to Join start a spiritual cult. community. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're not a cult. We promise. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> But when you're starting a spiritual journey, it feels like um, there's a lot of pressure with that. Yeah. And there's so much, you know, there's such a expectation of achieving enlightenment within a year of your starting, you know, and that if you don't, that you just must not be doing something right or you're not open enough or not devoted enough. Right. And so we would we would kind of share that with each other. And then um, as I was driving to work one day, it just kind of dawned on me. And I was like, you know, we, we keep talking about how we want to share this with others. And we had been talking really heavily about a project involving Saturn return um, because we're both in that stage of our life. And you had brought that up um, as a potential something we could build a project around um, in that stage in our life. And uh, we're get both getting really close to 30. Um, and so we talked about how cool that would be to have something that reflects that. And I was like, well, why don't we just add the fact that we both are spiritually minded people and try to make this a more relatable space for people who are also in our boat, but still live kind of a daily life and want to explore that spiritual avenue, but don't want to feel like they have to be a guru by tomorrow. Yes, this is a very very open space of forever learning. Um, and we just kind of want to invite everybody along on that. This is kind of what we would have wanted. What I'm hoping this becomes is, you know, something that those two lonely girls in Idaho could have listened to and found some comfort and support in 
um, when they didn't really feel like they had that type of community. Um, with the internet and with Instagram, it's a lot easier to find those people um, and, you know, find people that you click with and people that resonate with you. But that wasn't really available to us at the time. And so there no. was a lot of, you know, a lot of shame, a lot of like, where do you find these books in your backwoods Idaho library? Like, <laughs> how do you, you know, like, how do you find this information um, in a safe and, you know, productive way? And it just, yeah, it kind of just became something that we really wanted to make a space where anybody can come at any stage in the journey and learn right along with us. Um, I will definitely promise that we're not always going to get it right, but we will always try to bring in as many different perspectives as possible um, and lots of lots of varying topics, all ranging from, you know, woo to true crime to astrology to herbalism. Like we want to cover it all. Yeah. And, and that being said, we, we may not every always get everything right, but we also do want to uh, use our platform in a way that we can speak about social justice issues um, and everything that's being highlighted in our day and age, especially in uh, 2020, where it seems like the whole world is in chaos. Um, yes. But we really want to be we want it to be an open, inviting space for all to really have these types of conversations that we might not feel comfortable having in the day to day world. Yes, absolutely. So welcome. Yes, welcome. welcome. To We're space. so excited to have you all here. Um, so let's kind of talk about how how this is going to go. Why are we recording separately right now? Kind of what does the what does the world look like that has brought the first episode to this? Yes. So we both live in Colorado, but we both live on it feels like opposite ends of the state, even though it's really <laughs> just a few. Well, it's not even two hours. I guess it depends on traffic, but there is this thing called the death trap of I-25, which yes. is the interstate that separates us. <laughs> and traffic is always horrendous. Um, and so it's hard enough for us to be able to see each other when we want to. But even more so in this dumpster fire of a year that we call 2020. <laughs> um, so in my day job, I actually work in emergency management. And so... Um, on top of COVID and everything else that's been going on, I've really been in a response phase since since March. Um, so I don't I don't even think I've seen Cheyenne this year in person. Now that I think, I don't think you have either. I don't think so. That's I think it's crazy. been since last fall. <laughs> but it feels like we see each other all the time because we we connect literally every day, sending each other voice messages and stuff like that to really stay in touch. Um, but on top of that, our poor county has been impacted by a major wildfire, just like the rest of the western half of the United States right now. And so every time that we think we're going to get together, <laughs> the fire flares up again. But thankfully, and honestly, we can probably kind of attribute this to COVID, um, we've learned how to live in a virtual environment. And so now we are just kind of making do and pushing this project forward, despite the fact we can't both be here in person. So that's where we're at. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, the format of this will probably change as we grow, as we learn, as we kind of figure out our own technical issues. So, you know, we, and we really want this to be a space of community. Um, so please always feel free to reach out, reach out with questions, with topic ideas, with clarifications, with concerns, literally anything this is an open book and you are invited to write in it as much as possible. Yes. As a matter of fact, on our Instagram, 
a plug there. It's called at Ouija boards and midnight margs on Instagram. If you want to find us, we have an ask us anything going as we speak. So we always will be providing opportunities for you to engage with us and help us build this community. Yes. Ah, I'm so excited. Okay. So something we would like to always kind of start our episodes with or kind of get everybody on the same energetic wavelength is, you know, various forms of divination. Today, we're going to do a tarot card pull um, from the Smithwaite deck. That deck will probably change. We might pull runes. We might do all sorts of fun stuff. But today, we're just going to, you know, set some intention for what this journey is going to be and kind of see what guidance we can we can offer each other and we can gain from spirit in this moment. So I'm going to... Oh, Cheyenne, before you get started, for those who might not know, what is divination? Oh, that's a question. <laughs> that so is a- divination <laughs> um, is utilizing various tools, be it tarot cards, be it pendulums, basically tapping into your intuition to gain further insights from, you know, your ancestors, your guides, deities that you work with. Um, I like to call upon, you know, their specific family members. I like to ask to be here as my guides in these types of moments. Um, There are specific deities I like to work with as well, but it's kind of, um, it's very personalized to to you and which tools you prefer to work with. Um, As we were, you and I were talking about off off camera earlier, you know, we're still learning tarot as well, right? So these are tools to just gain further insights into your own intuition. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to do is just see what, see what we can garner from this, what thoughts and images it brings up for both you, for me, for people listening. Um, And then we'll do a a much deeper um, kind of interpretation on our Patreon as well. If you want to kind of dive into the cards with us and learn Uh, learn a little bit more as we go. What does divination mean to you? What tools do you like to use while I'm, for people you can't see me, but I'm uh, shuffling my deck right now and I'm going to be cleansing it with a little bit of smoke. So while I'm doing that, kind of what is that? Great question. Um, So for me, it's very similar. Um, Divination for me is about connection and it's about finding my sense of intuition more deeply. Um, And and I'm the same way. I, I call upon past loved ones or ancestors. Um, I, I see the deities more as kind of manifestations of the world around us. Um, but, and there hasn't really been any that I specifically connect to quite yet. Um, I'm, I'm exploring that more. Um, but my favorite forms of divination are also tarot. It's also something I'm very much learning also shout out to Biddy tarot. You guys are the best. Yes. (laughs) Um, and I also, I'm, I'm really drawn to things like runes. Um, I'm, I'm really exploring kind of my Nordic background at the time, at this time, um, and, and exploring kind of what those messages are. Um, so for runes specifically, a lot of people think that it's just kind of the ancient Norse alphabet, but really they're kind of messages that reflect the deeper truths of the universe. So of course, anything about that is extremely fascinating to me. But another way I I try to use divination is things like gratitude practices and um, even yoga to me is a form of divination, moving my body and, you know, practicing mindfulness in a way that really connects me. Um, So, yeah, that that's kind of what it is for me. So what do you got for it? Um, Okay, so I just like just shuffled. I'm going to tap our deck. I like to tap three times for the triple goddess. 
We are all about the divine feminine here. All about it. <laughs> oh, all right. We got a jumper. Ooh. Oh, goodness. Okay. This is a good one, actually. <laughs> I can hear the excitement in your voice. I know. Okay. So we just pulled the Ace of Wands. So I'm just going to describe to you what this card looks like. Um, so it's a hand coming out of there are a bunch of floaty, fluffy clouds on the right side of the card. There's a hand coming out holding the wand um, that has new growth, new little leaves um, growing all around it. It has kind of a starburst sunshine around the hand. And then there's this kind of beautiful landscape. There's a castle on a hill, some trees over in the corner, a little river. It's a very aesthetically pleasing card when you just look at it. It's It feels very bright and light, the kind of the rainbow of the colors on the bottom. Um, but this is a card all about, so wands are pretty fiery. You know, a wand you're using as a tool to ignite, to cast, to bring forth something new. So this is all about creation and beginning, adventure, you know, new energy, finding a soul purpose, um, and just growth. And, you know, those new relationships that come with that is kind of what I'm getting from this, which is a really beautiful way to start this podcast. Yeah, to me, from what what you described there, I think that just is a reflection of what our intention is here and to build community to get closer to you too, Cheyenne. Like I, I know this is going to bring us in our friendship even closer. And I really look forward to that in the future. But I think it's really about this project to us is so much more than just us getting together and chatting about the woo things that interest us. But it's about providing a space to really connect with others who are so much like us and like-minded and wanting to find that kind of gap that they might be feeling in life. Yes. And you know, what's so interesting about that is all of these, you know, witchy women and men that I meet on the internet, you know, all of these people you form these Instagram relationships with, and you have these preconceived notions in your head of like, oh, I'm not at that level. You know, I, I can't access, you know, there's not an accessible way to reach you yet. And then every time I finally have actually been brave and reached out to one of those people, they're feeling the exact same thing about everybody else they're seeing. So I think it's also just a good reminder that like, chances are you're definitely not alone in what you're feeling. Like you are absolutely unique, but what you're feeling is not. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is so true. Excuse me. Margarita break. Yeah, you will be hearing those very frequently throughout this. So that's, that's a really good segue. Um, so why are we called Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks? And why did we start our podcast drinking margaritas? Yes. Okay. So I'll answer the margarita and then I will let you start the Ouija Board story. All right. Um, so we are essentially millennial witches, right? So any person, you know, in that 28 to 35-ish age range, like practical magic is our lifeblood, right? Between Hocus Pocus and practical magic, like those are the the movies that, and the the craft, yeah, like those are all those, those are those places where we found solace, right? Where we could go and watch these movies and connect with these characters and feel like you weren't so alone for a moment. And I think we all fancy ourselves a specific practical magic character all the time. And I like going through different iterations um, of what that means to me in the moment. But I think it's really powerful to use something like pop culture to find that deeper connection to help you grow on a soul level. And it sounds so silly, right? But it's such, it's so important. And it's something we do all the time. 
is connect with these things and this art um, and bring it into our own lives. So the Midnight Margs is kind of our, you know, tongue in cheek. We always want this to be fun. We want it to feel like you're hanging out at midnight, you know, at a sleepover with, you know, your girlfriends learning how to do light as a feather and all of that fun stuff. Um, so we want to keep it, you know, we want things to feel really light and fun and welcoming, even though there are definitely going to be moments of really deep, serious discussion. It all kind of comes back to that fun sweetness of connection and friendship. Yes. At the end of the day. Oh, I love it. And for those of you who don't drink, don't feel like you can't participate with us. Um, all are welcome. They'll, they'll most likely be times where, you know, we're swapping out a pumpkin spice latte for our margarita for yes, the day. Absolutely. You'll always know. We'll always share with you what we're drinking for the day. Um, and we'll be sharing recipes and all kinds of fun stuff. And we'll share both virgin and alcoholic recipes on the Patreon, on the Instagram. So definitely don't feel like this is not an alcohol cocktail podcast. So don't let that dissuade you. Yeah, hey, it's all yeah. about the fun and tying it back to that pop culture um, that you it mentioned. It can be midnight milkshakes if you want it to be. <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> so the Ouija boards. Huh? Yes, where does that come in? <laughs> it's just so, it's kind of funny when you think about it because they're so similar, but also such a stark contrast on the spectrum when you think Ouija, like the connotations associated with Ouija boards and those with midnight margaritas and the ants from practical magic (laughs) Um, I'm going to interrupt you really quick because that just reminds me of that point of like we're celebrating duality here like we're not always gonna fit that dark edgy witchy aesthetic that we all love like sometimes you're in a bubblegum pink kind of mood and that's fine we are all built of all of these contradictions that can absolutely coexist harmoniously together yeah. I mean, you saw that reflected in the beginning. I mean, Cheyenne made this amazing intricate cocktail and I literally made like the one-stop shop special. <laughs> <laughs> There's no wrong way to witch. No, not at all. Okay. And so, um, so yeah, going back to the Ouija boards, half of this title. So uh, Cheyenne and I back in high school, we were always into the spooky and the weird and, you know, we'd sit up watching scary movies. We had this awesome, um, like tradition and, and we went to a really small high school. So you were allowed to go to prom every four years, regardless <laughs> of you had a senior date or not. And so after a school dance, we'd always get together and we'd watch scary movies and make brownies, but they would be half cooked so that we would just basically be eating really warmed up dough (laughs) or brownie mix, I guess. Um, Mac and cheese out of the box. Yes. Yep. Good times. Good times. (laughs) But anyway, so we were all into the spooky stuff and I don't even know how we got to um, doing this, but I I do not even remember whose Ouija board we used. I, I remember it was a friend of a friend's who had like a house cleaner that worked for their family or something that had. Okay. Um, (laughs) so we, I think it was just one of those nights where we got together and we were watching scary movies and, and we always wanted to explore kind of the unknown or the spooky, right? Which is so taboo to do in a small town as it is, especially small town in rural Idaho. <laughs> um, but we'd always kind of like danced around the idea. And I think we'd kind of like, you know, t- like do a temperature check on each other and be like, so would you ever, you know, what do you think of Ouija boards or what do you think of tarot cards just to see how the other one would kind of react. And 
I think finally one day we both just kind of got to where we were both excited about the idea. And then, <laughs> and then we're like, but where do we even find a Ouija board? We had no idea. And somehow a friend of a friend had one. I was going to say, yeah, you found it through somebody. Yeah. But, I, and I don't we only remember. had it for like a specific amount of time. I remember too. We did. And we, ha we had to be like all secretive about it because we thought if our parents found out or <laughs> my grandparents, especially. Yeah, we acted like we were buying drugs, not borrowing a board game. <laughs> yeah. yeah shady Ouija board deal. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. And so we, we were just trying to um, secure the mission, I guess you could say. And, but we ended up uh, getting it. And then we had this area. Um, so for folks who don't know, in the little town we grew up in is actually the birthplace of Sacagawea, who um, was part of the Lewis and Clark expedition. And so they have a center there that's all dedicated to her and her life and, and the role she played and um, the fact that she was born there and, and everything. And so um, it's like kind of an open space where there's a little nature trail and they have um, like old cabins and stuff set up there. And so for some reason, we got it in our head that that would be a good place to go to work with the Ouija board. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Cheyenne, but I think the reason we decided to do it outdoors was because we were petrified of accidentally creating a haunted house within one of our houses. Is that yeah, right? We needed a very neutral zone, but also somewhere where we had the potential to actually talk to somebody. I, that's true too. Yeah. We, we felt like we wouldn't get caught, I guess, if we were out there. <laughs> and we went to like twilight. We didn't go when it was super dark yet. I think we were both a little terrified. And we we sat... were really terrified. We can't even like, like sugarcoat it. We were freaked out. Oh no, we were super freaked out. We, our first Ouija board experience is not how you should model. No, do not do this at home. <laughs> we were inexperienced. We were unprepared and we got lucky. We got very lucky. We, yeah, we, had, we knew nothing about how to protect ourselves. We did zero research ahead of time. Yeah. There was no calling any circles. There was no asking for protection from guides. There was just anything out there. Want to hang out with us today? Oh my gosh. It's so scary to think like what we could have called upon <laughs> ourselves. And I think we talked about going to the cemetery, got to the cemetery and then and chickened out. Yeah. We were like this at least we had enough intuition then to be like, this is a bad idea. This is not the Thank place goodness. for this. Thank goodness. Because if we hadn't, we probably would be like possessed by demons by now. <laughs> for sure. But we definitely got, we got some responses that night. We did. And so we were, we were hanging out at the SAC center. That's what we called it was the SAC center. Um, and so we started asking, and I, I don't remember the name of this woman that came through, I remember but I will never forget how old she was. Do you remember? Was she 23? She was 23. See, she was 23. Yeah. Explain why we'll never forget how old she was. Okay. So my high school boyfriend and Shale's little brother had this obsession with the number 23, right? Is that why it was this like was following us everywhere? No, no, no. Yeah. So after the fact they became obsessed with the number 23, which is That's kind true. of funny. After. So the reason, so we found, I don't remember the name of the woman, um, but she, she did come through to us and answered our questions. And we asked her, you know, when she was born and when she died, the typical classic questions. And she died when she was 23. Um, yes. She died of alcoholism and yeah. from had lost her husband, I believe um, is what she had told us. She lost her husband. She spelled out his name and everything. 
And um, she ended up just like succumbing to alcohol and um, that's how she passed, which is very sad to know that that's how young she was. But um, we genuinely felt her there. I remember that where we genuinely felt her, her kind of sadness and her, her feeling of being lost and alone and isolated. Yeah. I remember sticking with us for several weeks afterward. And I still, she'll pop into my head all the time. Yeah. Randomly. Um, just randomly, or I'll feel like, you know, there's just something I, I do feel her presence often. Um, and I, I, again, I mean, we got lucky, right? Like, <laughs> uh, we had somebody who was very open and very, you know, she was lonely and she wanted to talk. That's, that's really what I remember too, is just that it was almost like we had finally opened a door for her to come through and tell her story and to find connection again, when I think that she had been alone for so long. Cause I think she told us she died in the late 1800s or something yeah. like that. So it was over a hundred years at that time that she had finally been able to speak to someone again. And I think, you know, for all of the bad reps that Ouija boards get, I think there is opportunity there as long as of course, don't do as say as we, um, or do as we say, not as we do. Right. Yeah. Um, and make sure that you do learn about how to protect yourself if you're ever interested in using one and, and how to go about doing it the right way. Um, but I think there is opportunities to be able to connect with some lost souls that maybe just, you know, need a friend once in a while. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's funny. I, I didn't do a Ouija board again for a long, long time after that, um, because I think we and I still had a pretty healthy dose of fear just because I, we had a real visceral connection with somebody, but learning how to do it as an adult, which is a story for a different podcast and we will get there. But um, yeah, setting the, the space is one of the most important things. Yes. And, and a reason why we uh, won't forget her age either is because after that for years, even to this day, I still see the number 23, 23 all the time. My birthday is the 23rd. It was my license plate had two 23s in it. After we got that, we, yeah, we just saw 23 all the time after that. Yeah. And you know, people will say probably that we were looking for it, but I just remember it being almost coincidental for so long where it's just like, it just was there every day to the point where I almost had to notice it. Yeah, absolutely. And so then it was funny because my younger brother ended up picking that number um, and he's very familiar with the story as well. So it's kind of funny. Um, and my brother and I, we are, we are super close in that we love to critique horror movies and stuff together. So he's a little spooky too, <laughs> but he picked that number for his, um, his football jersey, right? number. Yeah. And so he had it for years and now my littlest brother has, um, inherited the number 23. So it's going to be around to haunt me for a while. I love longer. it. Excellent. Yeah. And so I think that was, that was a experience that was just so profoundly impactful for both of us and really kind of opened that door to, okay, there is more out here than just what science can explain. And there's, there's something really real here in the way that energy works in our universe. And because that's been something that we both remember so profoundly and has resonated with us, even to this day, as we just said, we, we still think about her and we still see the number 23 and we just thought it would be funny to explore um, other kind of spooky or spiritual aspects now that we're adults and have learned so much since that day. 
Yeah. And I mean, and bring your skepticism, right? Like we should mm-hmm. approach absolutely everything with a healthy dose of skepticism, whether we're in the woo world or the, you know, logical one. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, you know, question everything and, and recognize that sometimes there won't be answers to questions and that's okay. Um, all we're asking of this, um, of this podcast, of this community is to just come with an open mind and an open heart and be prepared to be surprised by what it brings up for you. Yeah. Just don't be a dick about it. That's all we ask. Yeah. It's all about being fun and having fun here and constructive criticism. So that's, that's our mantra for the day. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yes. It's good mantra for all the time. Yeah. Uh, which I think leads us to a pretty natural place. Something we would like to make a regular segment and part of this podcast is something that we are calling your perwitchin slip. Um, which get, is, it, get it. We, okay. we, <laughs> get it. We think we're funny, you guys. Um, where we just, you know, we kind of take whatever that lesson is, that lesson of the day, that lesson from Ace of Wands, you know, and just, um, you know, give each other permission to be in whatever way that needs to manifest itself. So, you know, our permission or our permission slip today is, is to trust your gut and to follow your whims and to, you know, just recognize that your intuition is something you can cultivate and grow. And you probably know a lot more than you give yourself credit for. Yeah. And don't be afraid to take a leap. Yes. Take the leap, start a podcast. Even if you're worried that people will think you're crazy or that we are just into weird stuff, take the leap because you're going to find people who it's really meaningful for. Yes. Weirdos have more fun. Come hang out with us. Yeah. We're the weirdos, mister. (laughs) How that came full circle. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Well, do you have anything else you want to say before we sign off on this very first inaugural episode? I just want to say thank you to everybody who has already expressed support. Um, We've been, you know, teasing this along the way and prepping, you know, close friends and family for this launch. But um, we've already gotten so much support even before we launched this. And it just means the world to us. It affirms what we're doing. And I just want to express a moment of gratitude and say thank you to this little this little baby community that's going to be so much more hopefully soon. Yes. Thank you all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us talk in your ears. We're excited about it. And we're going to be learning about all sorts of really cool stuff together. So stick around. Things are going to get interesting. Things are going to get weird and things are going to get witchy. Yeah. And it's not just going to be the two of us. We're going to have all kinds of interviews. Um, We're going to learn from people who are on similar paths and very, very different paths. And it's all going to be an amazing, it's going to be amazing cocktail mix of things. Yes. I love it. All right, everybody. Don't forget to vote. We love you. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. If you're having a witching good time, we hope you'll help us to grow this little coven. You all know it's us against AI in this algorithm eat algorithm world. So please help us out. Please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. Also, we want to connect with our spooky, Marg-loving friends out there, so please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links for those profiles will be in the show notes. And hey, be sure to tell us what you're drinking tonight. We love you all so much, witches. Cheers. <laughs>